0: My name is Deborah. My name is Monica Grace. This is Who's We We Are. Are.
1: Father, we just thank you for another opportunity, Lord God, to gather today, Lord, and just speak to your people, Lord God. We just pray that you help to use our experiences and the story that you have written in our lives, Father, to help and bless other people, Lord God. As we come into um, this episode today, we just pray that it's a blessing to others in the same way that you have blessed us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. So this week's episode is titled God when am I going to be healed and we'll be discussing our reading of the week Finding Me by Viola Davis
1: and the way that we came to this topic after reading um, Viola's memoir as well as just like reflecting on our own lives I just kept having this thought of like God, when am I going to be healed? And I know um it's an unhealthy habit that I have for sure because perfection doesn't exist and God perfects his work in us when Jesus comes. But I just kept having that thought and I kept saying I think what was the exact phrase I kept saying, I feel and you were like
0: You were like, God, I just want to be fixed.
1: Yes. I was like, I just want to be fixed. Like when am I just gonna be like healed? Um, But healing is a journey, and I definitely see that through um, Viola's book and just even in our own lives. So we're going to discuss what our own struggles are and how, what are the specific things that we want God to fix within us? Or why do we feel like, okay, we still need healing in this area? So what's your take?
0: I mean, I think that healing means different things so first you know there are people that are looking for healing in their body looking for a healing of sickness of disease and the way that god responds to that is different Mm -hmm. um and there are different ways that god heals us and then there's also a healing of our mind and healing of, of us mentally from trauma, from mm. heartbreak. Um, and then, you know, there's also like a spiritual healing when you are in spiritual bondage. Mm-hmm. So specifically, you know, there's are, there are so many types of diseases, illnesses, mental health issues, all of those things. And. You know, when you're in the presence of God, you just expect that healing. Um, for me right now in my life, I have multiple things that I want God to heal me from. Mm-hmm. And they some of them stem from, you know, physical healing of different things. I'm like, okay, and my body doesn't feel whole, you know, and I've even had a um Time with God, or like a battle with God, or tussling with God about, you know, when am I going to be healed if I have a certain bodily thing that I said, okay, God, you are the great physician. You are going to heal me. And then just feeling like, okay, you know, I want to be the most perfected God version of who He's called me to be. And then I think, like, I feel like that's where you are mostly like mm-hmm. talking about. And asking god for of like okay i want to be the monica grace that you've called me to be i want to have healthy habits i want to you know be able to walk in purpose mm-hmm. in the way that you have envisioned for me right. so yeah i think for my for me it's just multiple layers of healing and even you know reading the bible and how god does it it's like everything is so everything can be different you know healing unfortunately sometimes doesn't happen until god comes Mm -hmm. some types of healing so yeah
1: um i mean i also think mine is definitely multiple layers but i think that because i have control issues i'm like okay these are the things that i can help you with god like we can partner and do this healing together and those are the areas where i feel frustrated when i'm like why am I still like this? Why am I still exhibiting, you know, unhealthy patterns? Why am I still just not operating at um, the highest version of myself? That's where I'm kind of like, okay, God, like, I'm trying to be fixed and healed. But for things that are beyond something I can do, like physical healing, I definitely do surrender to just like, God, this is above me. This is beyond me. But I think where I kind of need help trusting God is in the areas where I do have some control. I just feel like I want to do everything. I'm like, let me read every book. Let me, you know, do all the things that I can do and not allowing God to just like flow through me. And for my like overarching, I remember it wasn't even the start of 2020. Three. it was the start of 2022 or even 2021 I got this revelation that God wanted to heal me from heartbreak and I thought that was like one layer but there were so many things within that like so many different types of heartbreak that I needed healing from and like the deeper it just goes I'm just like it's like The onion. It's like, okay, you see one layer, then you see another layer, then you see another layer. And I think I get frustrated with myself of like, why are there so many layers? Why do I have so much trauma? Why do I have so many things that I just have to work through? And so then I just get hit that breaking point of just like, I just want to be whole. Like every time I uncover another layer that needs healing, it doesn't make me feel well, depending on the day, but most of the days, it doesn't make me feel like. Um, there's progress being made. It's just making me feel more broken.
0: Mm. mm-hmm I mean, I think in that right there is a certain level of surrendering that you have to do Mm -hmm. when you're asking God to heal you because you don't even know what that looks like, right? right? Like God is doing a work in us that is above and beyond what we even envision for ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. the Monica grace that God has in mind of what that wholeness looks like can be different from what you're, what you think in your head Mm -hmm. that looks like, Mm -hmm. right? And if you are trying to, you know, read books and do all this stuff at a certain point and you're frustrated with yourself at a certain point, it's like you are trying to play god yeah. in that healing mm-hmm. you know whereas you know focusing on just being um in god's presence and Mm -hmm. focusing on having the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and god is revealing the the revelation is part of the healing Mm -hmm. you know and not looking at it as like okay this is another thing i have to fix this another thing i have to fix god like i'm not perfect Mm -hmm. yeah you're not here because you're perfect you're here to get wholeness from god Mm -hmm. you know so i think like you have to give yourself more grace mm-hmm. in that area of your life <laughs> Monica Grace. Yo. And kind of just like walking with God. Like I think mm-hmm. like there is a beauty in just walking with God and obviously we shouldn't be ignorant of like okay, if there are certain sins that I'm still doing and there's certain ways that my life isn't reflecting God, but I think like God meets us where we're at yeah. and if he's walking you through something you know you're trying to speed up the journey Mm -hmm. you know um of that thing but you know what if in you slowing down you know there's some there's something to gain out of that yeah you know and not putting so much pressure on that Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day i feel like our most perfect self is gonna be when in the kingdom you know and as long as you are you know putting yourself in a place where you're constantly seeking for God's will, seeking for God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a building process, you know, like God is building us up. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I feel like, especially in this season of this fast, I do think that I've been a lot better. And it's just so funny to me. like, My mom specifically was reading the Bible and she got this revelation that, like, oh, my grace should be in my name. And it's really like the past year that I'm like, God knew that I was going to be this type of person that's just like, I need to be perfect. I need to, you know, do the best and just not give myself that grace that I need and that I even give out to others. And so my word for 2023 was balance and grace, you know. Cause I'm very much like do things in extremes. It's either like I'm really good at something, or I'm like not gonna do it because I'm gonna be terrible. Like I'm just very much hot and cold, and you have to find balance in that. And or and in order to do that, you have to surrender, allow yourself to make mistakes, give grace for all of that. And that's really the process of even walking with God, because it's not like you know I'm gonna get close to God and then everything is just gonna vanish. Like I'm still who you know, the past still has an imprint on me. And it's that sanctification process. And in that process, like you're going to fall, you're going to make mistakes and all of that. So allowing, you know, Jesus literally died on the cross for us to have this process of learning, you know? So just like really coming into the true knowledge and revelation of what that means. It is, it has been an interesting journey
0: yeah i think it's surrendering to the unknown though Mm, right because you don't necessarily know where the healing is gonna come from Mm -hmm. so you know fixating on it yourself and feeling like okay god you know when is this thing gonna be going i'm doing Mm -hmm. everything right all Mm -hmm. these things you know, and I think that is also part of the grace part, but it's also like, you need to give God some grace as well, because you don't know, you want God to provide you like with everything, with all the answers, Mm -hmm. but how was your faith built up in that? You know, your faith is built up when you're walking into the unknown and saying, Mm okay, I don't know Mm -hmm. how this is all going to come together and work, but I'm trusting you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think that's, that is where you where maybe the balance can come yeah. in it's like okay i'm just gonna trust mm-hmm. in this it could be like not that and the things that i do know mm-hmm. and i do know where i'm going and i do know like god is impressing upon me to work on you know my anger or whatever the case is it's like okay if you know like i can read this book i can do all these things you mm-hmm. know just do it the balance is like for certain things like heartbreak like There's no real formula to these things, right? So that one is like, okay, I don't know exactly, but I have to give it to God. And you don't know if you walk into a church one day and you really praise God one day and you speak in tongues and that thing just breaks breaks off off of you, you you know? So it's like, you don't know. You really don't know these things. And I think like, for me, that's like the frustrating part Mm -hmm. about uh, Christianity sometimes is because we want healing to look like a certain thing Mm -hmm. we want wholeness to look like a certain thing but what do you do when you're really in a position like if it's a physical manifestation of an illness or disease Mm -hmm. and you're really crying out to God and you're like okay God I want to be healed in this way but it's like is does healing look like me just going on with my life and acting like something's not affecting me Mm -hmm. does healing look like me researching and trying to look for a cure does healing look like just waiting Mm -hmm. for deliverance to happen or (laughs) me going to the hospital or trying different doctors like Mm -hmm. what does that actually look like you know um and it can be a hard struggle and i think like in the church like Sometimes we pacify things of like, okay, yeah, like it will break off of you. God will heal you. He's a great physician. And you wake up and it's like, yeah, I'm supposed to be healed. But sometimes, you know, a lot of times, um, you're walking and you're like, okay, God, I'm crying out to you, and you don't necessarily see the physical manifestation of healing. But Mm -hmm. God always heals. And I'll never get like. I always have really, really bad periods and I always felt like, okay, something's clearly wrong with me of like, why am I like cramping so much? I would literally not go to school. I would throw up all this stuff and I was just, I would cry out and cry to God and just be like, God, just take this thing away like I really don't want to have this thing and I know it's a part of like biology a part of like the the women experience um but I was like this is not normal not when I see other people walking around like they're fine on their period like (laughs) why do I have to be the one suffering like this um and I was really like battling with God and then there was a time where I did a fast for a really long time and then after that I had like during the fast I had one of the worst I remember like the worst periods of my life and I was like crying to God like you know I'm gonna praise you even in the midst of me experiencing this pain and then after that like I just was like trying to declare in my life like I'm not gonna have this situation anymore I'm not gonna have this thing and then like after that for like the rest of that year my period was like to a point where it was manageable for me. Mm -hmm. And I was really like, Oh wow God, you really did this thing. Like thank you for it. Like I praise you. Like thank you God. Like my periods have been more than manageable for me. And then maybe like a year later I experienced another worst period and I'm like, God, God (laughs) You said you said you healed me. So Oh, what's happening? What's going? What's going on? You know? And now I'm realizing that, you know, also Sometimes your healing is in partnership with God. A lot of times your healing is in partnership with God. And even in the midst, when you look at when Jesus healed people, you know, there is something that's required of you mm-hmm. when you step into that healing. And I realized like the healing is going to come in my obedience and mm-hmm. my faith. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, just having faith that, like, okay, god like this isn't i'm clearly my what i'm physically experiencing isn't how i feel spiritually but this is the reality of it how are you gonna walk me out of this thing and just trusting god and realizing like okay like at least for me everyone's different you know people have different things that they struggle with that are over overwhelming you know but i think that god has given led me to like certain information and certain things in the process of like okay you know maybe for you, you need to just, um, live a certain lifestyle that is clean, clean eating and try to do all these things. And, you know, and it's like, God, why isn't my healing just like, you know, falling down in church and I'm walking away, Mm -hmm. you know, but it, it's different every time. And I think God in the lesson in that is that, you know, the physical aspects of life isn't supposed to reflect what our spiritual life is like Mm -hmm. and we have to disconnect that um sometimes and it's hard because we're actually we're in the world but we're not of the world but we're expected to you know just believe and have faith in all these things but what happens when your situation doesn't look like healing
1: yo honestly I think for me that's what's frustrating. well, not necessarily that, but it's tied to that that's what's frustrating to me about um healing certain things um in my life is' like why can't which this is this is gonna sound so bad, but I'm just gonna say it. It's like why can't I do the same things that everybody else is doing and have the same results right, which is literally the antithesis of like Jesus never did the America the same way, but like you said, because we're in the world, it's like okay, if everybody is if everyone else has good periods and they're eating however why can't i have you know to your point but for me the way that showed up in my life was i feel like in most in in most areas but specifically what i can think about is like i had an addiction to porn and i remember even saying it to people like everybody would just be like oh that's not an addiction And I'm like, and it even took me so long to even come to the realization that like, no, this is like, this is a spiritual bondage thing. And when I was younger, I was able to like, you know, cry out to God and really pray. And there was even I also had a period story and I had the same experience of just like crying out to God, praying all night. And then the thing broke off of me. So that was like the first time the addiction broke off of me. And then when it started again, it was just like I was at a point like, okay, I don't know what to do. And then, when you're telling people, like, oh, you know, this is this thing that I struggle with, and they don't even necessarily see it as, like, oh, you know, that's not that bad, you know, or like in terms of the world, it's like, oh, you know, everybody does this thing, like, it's okay, it's normal. And I'm like, knowing that it's not normal to the extent that I was experiencing it and wanting to do something different and just not having the tools to do that. And then, crying out to God, asking God, like, you know, why am I like this? (laughs) Like, literally, why am I like this? I don't want to be like this. You know, nobody else is understanding. And you know, like, you see how much this thing is destroying me and how I don't want to be like this anymore. And just not seeing, not seeing what I would think is like a healing or a growth. And it was only just recently This January, actually, when um you sent me a preaching, and I really it and it was at a point in time too. I was like, I hit not I won't say rock bottom, but I definitely hit lows in terms of like this specific thing that I needed healing from a couple times within last year which was even more frustrating for me because it's like i feel like i felt like i was growing so much spiritually i'm like this thing should not still i shouldn't still be grappling with this thing Mm -hmm, you know like it should be broken off of me you know i'm living a fasted lifestyle i'm doing all of these things like why is this thing still have such a hold on me but another revelation i had was like in those lows, it also humbles you Humbles you to seek God and to have full dependence on God. Because there are certain times where it's like, oh, you know, I would go a certain amount of time. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. This thing is done. Like, you know. And it's like you still have to have that humility to say like god this yes this is a thing that you have delivered me from but i still need help dealing with this thing every single day you know so i did have to change my mindset in those times where i would fall and see it as an opportunity to just reconnect with god as opposed to like being in those moments and then wanting to like run away from God or being like, you know, all of my progress is just like, nothing has happened. I'm still in this place and like giving myself that kind of grace. But so I was having one of those moments and then I listened to the sermon and then I just started crying. And that's another way I feel like God has been healing me in the last like six, or so months into the year, it's just like I just I cry all the time when I feel the Holy Spirit. It's just like that's the way it manifests in me, and I think it's because like I spent years never crying, never allowing myself to feel anything. And when you do have the heart of God, it's softer and you know, more um, pliable. So I was crying, and then I also had this thing of like I wanted to speak in tongues, and I have this whole other thing with speaking in tongues, but that specific moment, it just like came out. And I felt that weight of that thing just lift off of me, you know. And again, like I said, it's a growing process. But up until now, I definitely feel like the stronghold that it had on me, I never felt Like a lifting of that until that specific moment, you know. So that's your point of like some things are gonna come with fasting and praying, some things are gonna come with speaking in tongues, some things are gonna come with, you know. We just don't know. We really don't know how that's gonna look. And I've experienced it different forms of healing in so many different ways. But then there's still other areas in my life where I'm like, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing progress in this thing. And that's that part of just surrendering and giving God grace and giving ourselves grace to just walk through the process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think about? I think about the preaching um, in the church that I listened to that was like a limp and a lean Mm -hmm. and how, you know, in struggling with God, um, Who's Jacob. in about? Jacob. I was like, Joseph or Jacob? Jacob.
1: I also get those stuff, it's <laughs> Jacob because I remember uh, this song that's like, I want to be just like Jacob and not let go because mm-hmm. he couldn't let go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, just remembering that like um, he left you know, after struggling with God he left with a limp that he had forever after that. Mm-hmm. You know, and And that he could have went to God and been like, okay, God, heal me from this thing. Mm -hmm. But it's now every time he limps, he has to remember that he struggled with God. And that was the mark that God had left from that encounter. And, you know, there are things that it will be a continuous struggle. And I think that a lot of times in Christianity things are kind of mystified and like romanticized that like life is a walk in the park Mm -hmm. and
1: you
0: You know say the
1: prayer of faith and salvation all the chains are broken yeah and it's like it's like
0: all the chains are broken Mm -hmm. right because in actuality you have now secured for yourself a salvation in god Mm -hmm. that no matter what happens to you no matter what takes you out Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know where your soul is resting so that those things don't have a Have a hold on you. Actually, Mm -hmm. they don't have a hold on your actual soul and your faith, Mm -hmm. but you can still be struggling with those things in your daily walk with Mm -hmm. God. But sometimes that is the thing that keeps you connected to God. Mm -hmm. When you feel those pains, when you feel like, okay, I'm at a weak point Mm -hmm. with battling my porn addiction that I thought God, like, Mm -hmm. I'm good, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the things that's actually, you know, spiritually like, oh, I need God, you know, and even as you're talking about how, like, you' you experience like crying and like crying a lot for God it's like I remember you know reading the thing of like you know let the children come mm-hmm. because as the children are that's the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. and crying out especially you know when you feel the holy spirit on you it's like children cry when there is a need that needs to be filled children Mm -hmm. cry when they need more attention from their parents children cry when they're experiencing a pain Mm -hmm. and they need a comfort over it Mm -hmm. and so that is the expression that god wants us to have with him that is the stance that god wants to have with him Mm -hmm. of like god we need you Mm -hmm. and sometimes if we're walking in this world in the physical healing Mm -hmm. and just feeling like you know we got it all together Mm -hmm. it's like will you remember that you are dependent on him will you remember all that like Mm -hmm. the reason why babies cry so much is because they are completely dependent on their caretakers so it's like yeah they have to you know, respond in these sounds so that someone gives them attention. Someone looks at them and says, Mm -hmm. what's wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, and when you cry out, it's like God can now turn towards you and be like, Monica, Mm -hmm. what's wrong? You know, and fulfill those Mm -hmm. needs. And that's why in the Holy Spirit, it's like it's beyond even what we even know, that communication that is supposed to be with God. That's like if if we were left to our own minds, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't necessarily see that we need God God in that way.
1: Oh my God, that's so true. And I think even, it's even more powerful because when you're crying or in that state of like really just like full crying out, surrendering, most of the time you can't even form words. Well, I'll speak for myself. Most of the time I can't even form words, but I would literally be just like, overtaken with this like amount of just like crying 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 and it's that thing of like you know god you know what i need i don't even know what i need in this moment you know and it's that same thing when people speak in tongues like the bible explains you're uttering things to god we don't even know you don't even know what it is you know but god knows and he's able to supply those needs beyond what you can even imagine, think, or things that are even hard for you to say, you know? There's prayers, it's like, I, I don't even think in that moment where I was crying in my head, I, I wasn't necessarily praying like, oh, God, break this off of me, because I was just like, so, just like defeated about it, you know? And I never spoke in tongues again after that. Well, let me not say never, but I haven't yet since that moment. And I just think it was just needed to for that healing yeah
0: yeah i think uh, that's the part of it all that's like you know we we have those moments with god and god heals us in a specific way and we hold on to it and it's amazing how we can you know take those times in remembrance to god like god remember when you did this and remember when you broke this off of me in this way and it's so beautiful you know Mm -hmm. i think it's part of like our love story with god um but i think it is hard when you have to surrender the fact that you don't get to choose what healing looks like. Yo. And that is the part that we all suffer with and the questions that people have that prevent them from having relationships with God or from like wa- just walking away from their faith when it's like, God, I asked you to heal my child. God, mm-hmm. I asked you to do these things. And it didn't look like what I thought it looked like, mm-hmm. you know, and wrestling with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think what kind of settled that in my spirit is um, Job. In the end of job when god took him out and was like okay were you here when i made the stars in the sky were you here when i made the foundations of the earth and it's like no (laughs) no i wasn't i was not here i wasn't part of the planning i wasn't part of the considerations for what you were doing you know you are the great i am and we are just subjected to you and that that is the truth along with the gift of life you know is a part of a we have will we have a certain will but god's ultimate will is there yeah and we don't have a choice in these things but that doesn't make god any less good or any less great you know that wasn't god's design for us to be broken for us to have areas of trauma Mm -hmm. you know but at the end of the day if you truly believe in god you have to believe that god makes all things to work out for your good Mm -hmm. and that even if the healing doesn't look like what we want it to look like, we have to have that rest assurance. You know, I'm sure even, you know, Jesus, speaking of, because, you know, Easter and resurrection and even Jesus being on the cross, like, I'm sure that Jesus didn't know exactly what it was going to look like to a certain point. Like, mm-hmm. the human side of him mm-hmm. was like, mm, I don't know if I'm ready to, like, actually do all of this, Yeah, you know? But, you know hey like it, that that was that was a resurrection, and that was you know the process that was done and you know, as long as we have God, that is the true thing of being in healing there is healing in the presence of God, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they were even talking about how like what what you know look death is is separation from God and as long as you are in that mist and even though for those you know are probably struggling with just any number of things of wanting to be healed from but having that hope and that faith to hold on and to know that you know God does see you and God is closer to us in those moments and sometimes it's kind of like it's terrible in the moment so sometimes it's hard dealing in the midst of life when you're actually like, no, I'm going through it, you know, but as long as you hold on to faith and not say that's an easy thing, that's really hard. And there's going to be ebbs and flows of that. But holding on to that, you know, helps us that eventually we get there. And the th- the great, the greatest thing about life is that life is in seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that crying in the night and that joy cometh in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like the reason why it was like night crying and then the morning you have joys because life comes in seasons Mm -hmm. and that night is really to represent seasons of our life where we are in that crying season we're in that morning season we're in that grief season we're Mm -hmm. in that painful season you know but there is gonna come a season of light Mm -hmm. right and that's that is essentially what makes us christians Mm -hmm. that that season of light it might be physically it might be in the world or it might just be when you Meet your maker in heaven, you know? And that is the thing of Christianity that is so powerful that it's like when you hold on to that hope that it's like even though I'm suffering and even though I'm in this season, there is gonna be a new season, mm-hmm. a different season. How long the night the night a lot of times it feels like a long time, yeah. right? Once you break out into that light, sometimes you can
1: even forget like, oh wow, I was really suffering for a long, long time. time. Yeah. I think for me something that's also helpful right now in this season cuz i do feel like it's just like so many <laughs> seasons at one time um something that's helpful is like even in those um in that time of like sorrow or sadness finding a light within that specific season that helps you to go on mm. you know even in the winter time there's still some days where it's like really sunny and you have something to be joyous about you know i think that's really important in our walk with God is just remembering those different times where God has pulled us out, even if it's like a small little miracle. And I think what helps with that is waking up in the morning or before you go to sleep and trying to find even one thing that you feel grateful about, one thing that you can find gratitude towards that has been so helpful in kind of shifting my perspective and like, even this even though this season looks a certain way, it doesn't mean that there's things that I can't pull from this season that represent joy that represent kindness that represent the character of God, and it's the reason why it keeps me holding on because it is very, very hard, you know when I look back in the process of like me writing my book, I had to you know pull a lot of poems from like high school, middle school. Um, even a little bit of early college and I really had to sit down and be like, wow, I was depressed for like 11 years of my life, you know, like to really sit there and be in that prolonged period of just like darkness, you know, and to now be out of that it's like i don't even know how i was able to function so long in that space but it's not to say that i didn't have good days during that time you know i did have times where it's like oh you know i had a relatively good day today or you know i didn't feel this darkness the entire you know time but overarching that's what that season is classified you know so if you can even find different times Within your current season of sorrow, of grief, or whatever things that's hard, even if it's one thing, and it could be a small thing that in another season, it wouldn't necessarily bring you this overwhelming amount of joy. But because you're in this state of like everything is really hard, just even having my favorite tea this morning is like that was my gratitude for the day. That's my joy for the day. The fact that I was able to wake up today and, you know, have a hot shower, that's my joy for the day, you know that is really really helpful and those little itty bitty itty bitty moments help you to stay in the presence of God and help you to keep your faith because you're still able to see how God was in the midst of those really dark situations and really dark times
0: amen amen to that because i always think about those things like when i think about people really that are really suffering i'm like Mm -hmm. okay yeah i live in a first world country so no there are people really suffering out here Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of times They don't look like their situations. Mm -hmm. And I look at like, you know, coming from a background, immigrant background and looking at people that live in Nigeria and just seeing, you know, their ability to praise God and worship and just have a great time in that. Because those are their times. Those are their, you know, light of source of joy Mm -hmm. in the darkness. And when I am like going through my wilderness season I did that and it actually was so beneficial for me because had it not been for the ways that I could thank God of just like wow just thank God that I can even breathe right now I'm not Mm -hmm. like I don't have to think about breathing I don't Mm -hmm. have to think about these little things like there is always a source of joy even in the midst of the pain and the suffering Mm -hmm. even when you know It can be very overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but being able to hold on to those little things, Mm -hmm. those little things that remind you or just joy or things that can just put a smile, even if it's just for a minute you know put a smile on your face and Mm -hmm. you know having that spirit of gratitude that a lot of times you know in the midst of praise you are able to lift things off of you you are able to break through and sometimes it's just like the healing of your mind the healing of your mind can do so much for the healing of your body and your soul so Mm. when you change your perspective into one of of not of defeat but you know of praise in the midst of struggle of gratitude in the midst of lack you know you can really um tap into another level of of healing and of being able to hold on so sure. sure i love that
1: yeah and that's what makes the journey that's what makes the journey
0: that is what that is what makes the journey amen okay so now you know getting into our book segment Mm -hmm. of the podcast and this week we read finding me by viola davis Mm -hmm. and her story is so prolific in the Mm -hmm. things that she went through poverty sexual abuse physical Mm -hmm. abuse um just having a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. but going through the process um Mm -hmm of finally being able to heal from that and finding herself, I think the worst thing about that was those experiences made her lose herself. Mm -hmm. And she was able to finally be healed. So, what did you take from her book and her story?
1: Oh my gosh, Viola. Let me tell you, I have read at this point, I think 15 books Mm -hmm. since January. And that Hands down, it's the best book I've read Mm -hmm. of all the books I've read. It was just so amazing, relatable, real, and authentic. And I related to so many of the things that she said, but not even I didn't know Viola's story to the extent of what she explained it in the book. So I knew that she grew up in poverty, I knew that she had been through a lot of traumas, different traumas, but the extent just reading it, it was just like. Just this level, like, that is the epitome of you won't, you don't know somebody's facing all of these things until, like, you talk to them or you know their story, you know? And I was so inspired by her authenticity and her ability to be real and even to just admit, like, yeah, I lost myself, you know? And I definitely relate to that. And we have a lot of similarities. I wanted to be an actor. That was the only thing I've ever wanted to be. And even her um, roles, her pivotal roles that she talks about, fences, roles... Those were things that I cherished, like deep in my heart. And so, reading the book, it was really like, wow! Like I know this play, I know this thing, you know. And it just made me connect even more. But it, I was just so inspired by the authenticity and her resilience, really, in the midst of so many things that she went through. Even if we were to sit here and dissect the amount of different, like even the the extent to the abuse that she witnessed with her parents her father and then even the level of forgiveness she extends to so many people that have just like hurt her in a way that's just so profound especially on younger children I have a special kind of thing in my heart when people experience a lot of traumas at young ages that are so like Formative to who you are as an individual. If it's just like before 25, you've experienced things that even people as adults don't even live through, you know, it's just like so inspiring to see that resilience and just her ability to still want to dream and see just a light of a better day, you know, while reading the story. Something that was just really stood out to me the most was just the fact that she continued to like see herself where she wanted to be. It's like, okay, these are my circumstances, but I'm gonna be an actor, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Even as a little girl, just like closing her eyes and just imagining herself to be in even more, she reached place, higher even places than she could even have thought, I'm sure, at those ages, you know? But to just have that thing of like, despite how my circumstances look, this is not define who I am. And I'm going to create the narrative that I want to live. It's just like, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was good. And I think that I think about like all everything that she went through was honestly a catalyst to push her into who she was going to become, you know, holding on to the fact that, okay, you know. I'm going to take the bus and walk how many miles and do all these things mm-hmm. to get to my auditions, to then mm-hmm. go home, to then do this and that mm-hmm. because I don't want to stay in this and I don't want to become what I see those around me become due to what we all kind of experience in a way, you know? And that is by the grace of God mm-hmm. because honestly, not everyone is able to turn their ashes into roses and turn their ashes into something more. But in a sense, when you are someone that your trauma wasn't the end of you and it became the thing that pushed you into who you are now... I think like that is the most beautiful thing. And that's what God wants from all of us. If we could just hold on, Mm -hmm. you know, and use the things that we have gone through to walk into something more, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to become our circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that is a sense of like all things Mm -hmm. work together for For good, you know, and even her in the midst of everything like being like okay i'm gonna try this thing called prayer like i loved when she was like she would pray but she didn't even really understand like why she was praying or like what like who she was really praying to Mm -hmm. but she just did it because she needed an outlet outlet Mm -hmm. at that time for everything she was dealing with and god definitely let her know it wasn't until the end of like her looking back at everything she had went through that's like oh, God heard my prayers. Mm -hmm. God heard my prayers and he didn't hear my prayers by taking me out of the situation. Mm -hmm. He didn't hear my prayers by like just magically, you know, pacifying everything I went through. But he he heard Mm -hmm. my prayers by like bringing me through that and transforming me through that mm-hmm. that he sometimes there's god that you you say okay god i want you to do this thing but god's like no i'm gonna take you through like mm-hmm. you're gonna walk through that ocean you're gonna walk through the valley of the shadow of death mm-hmm. but the thing is that you're not gonna come out how you went into it being and that was like her story and mm-hmm. obviously you know she went to therapy she yeah. found a true love that a love that healed yes. her Oh, love is so healing, too. Mm-hmm. That was another part of the book that I loved was that, like, finding love a lot of times in love that is not rooted in what the world sees love as, but love in the way that God wants for us can be so healing. Mm-hmm. But even before that, she was also doing the work mm-hmm. that when it was time for her to be healed, she, I mean, loved, she could accept that love. Because sometimes, about that
1: prayer. Let's talk about that prayer because it was like she was doing the healing work and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they remember, she prayed. Her friend literally told her, "Like yeah. pray." And even God is so funny because He would do certain things like that just to show you that that it was just so supernaturally Him. Every single yeah. thing that she asked for, God specifically gave her. And again, that's not how God is going to do all of our miracles, healings, etc. But it was just His relationship with her at that time to show her that this was me this was beyond what you could do and i think that's why it was a love that really transformed and healed because it was god-centered you know yeah went to god for it and then god was in the midst of that and even her partner the way that he even wanted to bring her to church do all these things that was just like okay and it also forced her to grow a lot because a lot of people would think like you know love that's transformative is just supposed to feel easy all the time if that person is not challenging you to push you to growth and to be your best self that's not you know that's not that transformative love that heals
0: you know what i think from that i think that for certain times in our lives or certain people god answers prayers in a certain way because Mm -hmm. he knows that like for you right now, that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Right? For you right now, like God knows the prayers that it's like He's gonna answer in a certain way because at that time that's what you needed for you to build up your faith. faith yes. You know, and I think also another point to that is like when you promise God something and you have a thing where you're like, Okay, God, if you do this, I'm gonna start serving you. God delivers on those <laughs> yes. prayers. God will always deliver on those prayers. Cause if you say to God, God, save me right now and I'll turn my life around for you and I'll serve you, oh, <laughs> (laughs) he that answer is gonna come expeditiously Expeditiously. and then god's gonna want to see that are you gonna you know fulfill on your part of this Mm -hmm. of the thing because you're over here promising god stuff and the bible says it's better to just keep your mouth quiet Mm -hmm. don't be promising god like (laughs) i'm gonna you know if you do this thing for me god i'm gonna worship you i'm gonna go out and try to feed the poor and become mother Teresa and all this stuff and god's gonna be like oh Dun, dun. you hear yeah. that thing on your on your door and god fulfills it yeah. because yeah oh you want to go into Definitely covenant calling. with me mm-hmm. god will never god will always keep his promises mm-hmm. so then it's going to be like on you and then she's like okay you know what i guess i gotta go to church yeah now. <laughs> you know because i said god i'll go to church if mm-hmm. you find me a man like and she literally said at the end too it's like okay and i'll go to church like yes. you know
1: so And it was very specific.
0: Yes. And I I guess, like, you know, if y'all are really looking for a husband out here, and Tiara's prayer, Viola's prayer, (laughs) and you say, God, I'm going to do this thing, I guess, if if you're ready to have something to sacrifice, maybe.
1: That's true, but it's also your heart posture, because God knows if you're just saying stuff just to say stuff. No, but
0: God's still going to, he's still going to deliver on that, and it's going to be up to you to see if you actually do it. Mm. Like, if you have a heart posture that's like, oh, I'm just saying this, I could get the man yeah, but God's going to put you in a point where you're going to be tested to have to do the other things, Mm, you know? It's like, okay, that's on you. Because there's a lot of things we ask God for in a heart posture that is not of God. That is a fact. And he has still answered. That is a fact. He has still answered. (laughs) That is a fact. I cannot lie. That is a fact. That is true. Like, I even remember, like, asking God, like, I was talking to some guy at the time that was very toxic, but did I know he was toxic? No. At the time, I thought, like, oh, he's a godly guy. This is could be really good. And, like, something happened where, like, we're at odds or whatever. And I prayed. I said, God, let him respond to me. Let him hit me up. Next thing you know, he hit me up. He's asking for me to go on a date, all this stuff. Had I not known, though, <laughs> that was not of, he was not of God. Mm-hmm. And he was not of the Lord at that time. And then I was able to see, like, Okay, okay, God, you were answering my prayers <laughs> because you love me, but eventually you showed me, like, this: what I'm asking for is not what I really need.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, God is funny, like, that. That is true. Sometimes what we're asking for is not what we need. And that's true. He will give it to us just to also show us, like, you thought you needed that, and now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? Exactly. You got it, and now what? It's like people that's like, you know, you idolize marriage you want to be married all this stuff and then you get married and you're just like is this is what i you know it was like
0: that's what i'm honestly i'm worried about that i'm worried about that i'm like god don't let me get into no situation where i'm like oh no i was my single days was the glory days yeah. jesus <laughs> like i don't want to be in that situation but yeah. so i'm like i'd rather have things according to God's will for me exactly. then have things to have that instant gratification and we are that instant gratification yeah. thing and I think that's even to go with the healing though yes. because we want the yes. instant gratification of healing like when yes. people are like oh yeah okay um i have to go to therapy i have to do all this stuff and it's like you think like okay i'm going to therapy i'm doing all this stuff so Mm -hmm. now when i'm in a triggering situation or i'm in a thing i should be able to just pull out all this stuff Mm -hmm. these tools that i learned and it's like no (laughs) like sometimes it's it's actually really hard and you're Mm -hmm. struggling with it and you're struggling with that those things and you know if you're looking always for instant gratification of course you're gonna have the mindset of like god like i'm waiting to be healed Mm -hmm. and it's like you haven't waited that long and i think about times in the bible where like the man that stood at the gate the beautiful the temple that was called beautiful and god healed him but he was a grown man Mm -hmm. he had come there every day for at least 30 years Mm -hmm. and was not able to walk Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until that day that they passed by him that he was able to receive healing mm-hmm. so it's like you cannot be always looking for instant gratification there's things that you know it takes time mm-hmm. it takes time and we don't know why your story is taking more time than Very others mm-hmm. but it that's what it is
1: no yeah that that is just that was directed to me because child i am the instant gratification person with every single thing i'm just like they conditioned I need us it. to be like that though they've but- conditioned us they have conditioned us, and I, I think that's why, too, I've been reworking myself to do the opposite of, like, like I'm literally the type of person that's like, you know, if I'm going to read a book a week, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to sit down and read 100 pages, then read another 100 pages, I'm finished with the book. It's like, no, let me take my time. Like, this mm-hmm. thing is not going anywhere, and even to your point of, like, therapy it's like i had that this thing i have this thing of like when am i going to be healed when am i going to be fixed all this stuff like i've been going to therapy i've been doing this thing blah 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 but if we look at even viola's story she went to therapy for years you know she did all this self-work for years and most people it's a lifelong journey you know like you are still going to be triggered it's just like the progress how would you have first reacted Mm -hmm. versus how are you reacting at year one versus year four versus year 10 whatever the case is you know yeah so it's like that just embracing the journey and the little progress like even regression for well for me I'll speak for myself it would feel like wow like I haven't made any progress but really it's just like you're going up a little bit a little bit even the going back you're still going up you're still on a forward movement and if we just as long as you get always get up exactly exactly it's the getting up is again even the turnaround to getting up too because sometimes you would be like Listen, I'm, I'm going to just stay down here a little bit. But then it's like, okay, instead of staying down for a week, it's like I'll stay down four days, three days, one day, an hour, 10 minutes, whatever it is. You know, it's like that upward movement. It just lets us know that progress is being made and healing is a lifelong journey. Mm. Her book and, like you said, so many people in the Bible, like, it's just a testament to that of the fact that We don't know how long it's going to take. And God works outside of the confines of time. Mm. You know, something that's so long for us could have been so quick for him. Or sometimes the reverse of like, okay, we thought it was going to be so long, but God did it quickly. It's like, whatever it is, we don't know how it's going to come, but we have to just get into this habit of trusting the process, trusting the journey. And God is the author and the finisher, and he's going to write a beautiful story.
0: Amen to that amen right. thank you that was amazing yeah that was a, a lot to think about and a lot to rest on mm-hmm. which i will yeah. even in the midst of looking for healing but you know let's just close this out by praying for those that need healing the war, take it away thank you <laughs> father god we thank you we give you glory we give you adoration Lord God, as we wrap up this episode, Father, we know that there are people that are longing for healing. Maybe they clicked on this not even knowing in their hearts that they wanted healing, but they're here, Father, and they hear this. Lord God, I pray that you give them the ability to hold on father Mm -hmm. and that you come and you answer their prayers and you show yourself in a way where they know that their father in heaven is there their father in heaven sees them at their pain that you see the things that they're going through you see that they just want to be better they just want to do better they just want to be better they want to think better father whether the sickness is in physical and mental and behavior whatever it is lord god there is provision for it Mm -hmm. father so i pray that you release those provisions vision and you release those angels onto them in jesus mighty name amen
1: amen
0: amen thank you stay blessed stay blessed
1: welcome to our new listeners and thank you for returning listeners please follow our instagram page whose we are And be sure to reach out to us via email at www.podcast.tv at gmail.com for any questions, testimonies, prayers, anything you want us to respond to either in the email or in our episode. We love to hear from you and look out for our upcoming newsletter and my book coming this summer.